0: Good morning, I'm Frank Powers and this is Lifestyle Tucson, the program where I speak to our neighbors, the people behind the scenes of our amazing organizations, small businesses, and nonprofits. Our friends are informing you how they serve our community and they're here to give you updates on future projects. So let's make some new friends today. Hope, shelter, transformation. That's the mission statement of the Gospel Rescue Mission. It's three powerful words that can change the lives of so many. The Gospel Rescue Mission's vision statement continues those goals and reads that we welcome the hungry and hurting, we address their immediate needs, we build authentic relationships, and we share the gospel so that total transformation happens. The Gospel Rescue Mission states their holistic approach addresses the needs of the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. They work in collaboration with those who are passionate about bringing permanent solutions to the crisis of homelessness. Today, I'm fortunate enough to speak with Lisa Chastain, CEO of Gospel Rescue Mission. Lisa, welcome to Lifestyle Tucson.
1: Thank you, Frank. Glad to be here.
0: So I've given a small synopsis of Gospel Rescue Mission, but can you tell me exactly what the GRM does?
1: Yeah, the uh, Gospel Rescue Mission, you know, let me tell you, Frank, that we're celebrating our 70th anniversary this year. So we've been doing this for a long time. Um, but the face of homelessness has certainly changed over the years, over the 70 years. Uh, but Gospel Rescue Mission really addresses the root issues. Why are people homeless to begin with? And we collaboratively come up with resources and a plan, uh, plans of successful pathways forward out of homelessness and into wholeness.
0: That's amazing. What are the things that make you different from the other agencies fighting homelessness?
1: You know, Frank, it takes all of us, right? This is, we see it on every street corner. Um, so there are different approaches, you know, to, uh, to ending homelessness in somebody's life. Our approach is that, that we address those root issues. Uh, the majority of the people that we see are, are homeless because they're struggling with addiction, uh, with mental health, um, with lack of employment, you know, and sometimes all of the above, And um, so what can we do to really address those issues, put them in the right contact with the right organizations, if it's not us, and uh, bring them solutions so that they uh, can end homelessness in their lives uh, and make those permanent solutions like you just so read. And, um, you know, that's messy business. You know, it's hard and it's messy and people have choices. And um, But if people really want to make a difference in their life, then there's really no excuses at our uh, Center of Opportunity campus.
0: That's amazing. And the thing that you talk about there is really the fact of like fighting homelessness from the start and trying to eliminate just the idea of it because it is on the rise where you say it's on every street corner. That's what I do notice. It is on more street corners actually and physically. Right. You're starting to see uh, and, and more demographically in the ages are huge swaths of different people and different types of homeless people that – you didn't used to see them inside of every shopping center you go to. Right. And now I'm finding them more and more at the grocery stores or at the Target, not just on the corner of every highway exit. Right. I've seen this with friends across the country because you meet friends and do that and then you live in different places. But then when you go back, you know how things look a little different when you go back? You see the changes, yeah. the amount of people that have visited Tucson and said, wow, there's a lot more homeless people. And then the same thing happens when I visit them in Portland. When I go back to New York, there are a lot more homeless people on every street corner. So tell me more about the new programs at the Center of Opportunity.
1: Yeah, so the Center of Opportunity, just to uh, give your listeners a little recap of what we do, we opened uh, in let me even backtrack and say it's the old Holiday Inn Holodome on South Palo Verde. If you've been long time in Tucson, everybody is familiar with that property. Uh, was the premier convention hotel before all the resorts were built. So it was really built with a lot of unique um, appointments to it, a lot of unique space. It's the only hotel in town that has a theater, uh, which we use for multiple different reasons. Um, but a lot of meeting space, a lot of classroom space. It had a 10,000-square-foot ballroom. So it really, we went in there, kind of converted it, changed it into the 10000 Square foot ballroom, we converted into emergency shelter, dormitory style for men. Mm -hmm. So we have 150 beds in that space with all of the shower stalls, restrooms, sinks to accommodate. Uh, And for the most part, just did a renovation, you know, a uh, little coat of paint and some new flooring, and we were off to the races. Uh, But we opened in June 19 um, with ourselves and 30 other organizations working together to bring solutions to the homeless and um in the second week we were open we were full to capacity
0: i was going to ask when did you get full to capacity
1: second week and that's being conservative it might have been a little sooner than that but um but if i had to do anything different again it would have been to have a slower progression of intakes but um but we opened the door to 300 beds and so we had 300 capacity well we were open for eight months And then COVID happened. Right. So um, COVID for us was a little bit of a blessing in disguise because actually we had been open long enough that we knew what was working, what wasn't working. uh, And we just took that next year and a half and just made major modifications to our program, to our services, to um the facilities just everything so uh we were able to do that with a 50 percent capacity so it gave us a little breathing room Mm -hmm. uh so the center of opportunity is a collaborative campus um with uh with ourselves like i said in el rio we have a full medical and dental clinic uh des is there with representatives five days a week we have uh, mental health behavioral health services that are there with three full-time clinicians uh, we have um, job training. Pima Community College is there doing job training uh, for training for higher-paying jobs in the fields of IT and construction and culinary and logistics, CDL driver's license, really giving people an opportunity for not just to in- end homelessness out of their lives and get a job, but to really end poverty in yeah. their lives by higher-paying, you know, livable wages. Um so collectively, and so many in between, we have veteran services, we have uh, ID services, we have um, uh, so many people, legal services. So the list goes on and on. But the approach is, you know, let's take a person's individual life that come to us very complicated. You know, the the issues that people that have lived on the streets for a long time have are many and very convoluted. Mm-hmm. And so before we opened, we kind of addressed that. What are the highest issues that we know we're gonna need to provide services here? And we uh, we collectively got those services, vetted the organizations that we wanted there, and uh, provided those services on campus so they don't have to go anywhere else. You know, transportation is a problem in this town. Sure. And so you have somebody that's in crisis come to you And all of a sudden you go, oh, you need to go to our east side office, you know, nine times out of 10, they're not going to get there. Mm. So by having all the services under one roof or one campus um, certainly expedites um, a a person's journey out of homelessness. Um, You know, and the fact that they can come and, uh, you know, asking for help is a very humbling experience. And we know that maybe it will be the only time somebody comes to ask us for help at that moment. So if we're not ready and able to help them uh, with what they need, trust us enough to help them with what they need, they might not ever ask for help again. So, uh, so that's in a sense what the Center of Opportunity is. Uh, we've certainly changed over the almost four years that we've been open. And um, But it's a blessing to the community. It really is. And it's a national model. You know, we've had 13 different states come and get inspiration for what we're doing there uh, and want to do the same thing in their cities and their states. Currently, I'm working with, you know, the governor's office in Tennessee. They want to do five different cities um, with something like a Center of Opportunity concept. Um, working with the mayor's office in Sacramento. They've sent their mayor office staff here probably three times um, to check out what we're doing. And, you know, working together is not rocket science. You know, it really is not. Um, but if we can be that inspiration and that hope for other communities to offer this kind of service, it would we would see a better nation.
0: Yeah, I you know, it's funny because I was going to say, firstly, I love the name. The Center for Opportunity is brilliant because it really puts the power into the individual. Because it is up to them. They need help, but it still comes down to it's up to them. Absolutely. Focusing on mental health is huge because that is the domino. That's the domino that leads to addiction, and that's the domino that leads to poverty, and that's the domino that leads to homelessness. Everything does affect every other thing. I did have a question about uh, what are the other successful style of programs that you've seen across the nation that you might have taken to make this model, but it seems that you're the ones leading the charge with inventing a model here that people are following up on. What what did inspire you or what did you base some of the foundation of this program on?
1: Right, well, we I have personally for 15 years been doing studies of uh, collaborative campuses and uh, what that looks like. I've been to several across the country. Um, so what really led Gospel Rescue Mission into this partnership at the Center of Opportunity is we had um uh, our uh Humberto Lopez, who's a local philanthropist and developer here in town, um was in Phoenix and he toured a center there that's a collaborative campus. At that time it was called uh CAS, Central Arizona Shelter Services, and was inspired. You know, and he said, man, if any and he's in the hotel business. So he said, man, if there's ever any properties that became available in Tucson that this might this idea might work out well, I would consider that. And so uh, the Holodome became available for wow. sale, and it was his immediate thought. And so he gathered nine different nonprofits to take a tour of the then Holodome hotel. I think it was a Radisson at that time. And, um, and all he kind of shared the dream. Hey, let's do something collaborative together and uh, get the people off the streets and help the impoverished community and low-income families. And, um, and Gospel Rescue Mission was uh, invited to that tour And out of the nine organizations that were there, eight of them were like, oh, who would ever do this? This is such a big job because there's 155,000 square feet of Mm -hmm. property there. And it was a big job. But man, I could hardly keep my feet on the floor. I was just like, we're all in, all in, all in right now. And, um, you know, in my point of view, it was just God brought us together uh, for that moment um, and he underwrit the entire property and, uh, we actually lease, we have a 99 year lease, nice. uh, with the family foundation for a dollar
0: a year. Nice. That's so, what I was hoping you're going to say next.
1: Yep. Yep. So <laughs> it wasn't a, wasn't a hard financial decision for us to make. Um, but since then, you know, not only was it generous enough for him to purchase the property, but since then we've added six new buildings on the property, uh, so he's into the project, about $20 million, and is a true investment to the community. Um, but to your question, what makes us different? Uh, like I said, working together is not uh, rocket science, and collaborative campuses are all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but what makes us different is that, number one, it's ran by a faith-based organization, which mm-hmm. you usually don't find that. Usually, collaborative campuses are run by the government and um, and secondarily, that uh, the fact that uh, we're privately funded. and um you know, we partner together with organizations that are government funded, but us as an as a managing entity mm-hmm. is hundred percent privately funded. And that allows us to uh, be flexible with our programming, be flexible with our um with our plans and not so much funding tied to a certain program. And, um uh, so, and we have developed what we call a culture agreement, you know, where what's the glue that ties us together because all the entities work uh, autonomously, but what is that glue that holds us together? Well, we believe the glue is the culture. And we, you know, our core foundation, uh, uh, our core values are love, grace, dignity, and respect, that we will treat all people with love, grace, dignity, and respect. And we expect the same from our partners. And, um, and so that's our ultimate goal is for them to treat it, you know, as respectable individuals and um, that they're given a premier service, whatever that service might be, and they're treated with compassion and help along the way.
0: So important. Teamwork makes the dream work, as they say.
1: Yes, (laughs) amen. I
0: always find that a lot of individuals are afraid of joining teams, then sometimes a lot of teams are afraid of joining organizations. There's always that next step. But getting together when you really have the same goal in mind is all you need to get together. Right. Yeah. Uh, Let me ask you this now, because I don't think it's a hot topic or or a hot-button thing, but how do you deal with homelessness if that person doesn't believe in God necessarily? Do you need religious beliefs to get help from the Gospel rescue mission, or more specifically, a certain set of beliefs?
1: I'm so glad you asked that. Um, the short answer is absolutely not. Absolutely not. We do not discriminate against any religion or gender or race or we are well our doors are open to all. Now, we're a faith-based organization, and our staff is faith-based. But as far as who we serve, absolutely, they have need nothing other than to come through our doors. Uh, there's chapel services that are optional. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Bible studies that are optional. We have a 12-hour-a-day open chaplain's office for them to, you know, partake in if necessary. But that's optional. You know, we believe that— um, we they're coming for help you know so what does that help are they hungry we serve them a meal do they need clothes we'll send them we'll give them clothes do they need a job we'll help them with a the job and that does not come with any strings attached let me tell you um, because you know we are if we do believe we're the hands and feet of Jesus that's how Jesus would do it, yeah. it Would you know no questions asked come as you are is what the Bible says and um, and so, if they want to explore their faith, or if they want to explore a faith, you know, then uh, then they're free to do that. Um, but it's certainly not a prerequisite.
0: I thought Kirk Cobain said, "Come as you are." <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, maybe he did too. He, he did was inspired. Too. He was inspired by the Bible. It's
0: funny because when you say like this and that and you say Jesus, I'm like, yeah, what would Jesus do? Oh, wait, that's that phrase. <laughs> right. But that's exactly right. And that's really a great part of this because uh, as I brought up, that you'll be my guest, some people did ask that question because right. sometimes religion scares people. Right. But really, when it's just the idea of helping people, the idea of the Good Samaritan, the idea of not asking for help back, you just want to help the world. Right. That exists, and a lot of people get that message meddled up with other things, and it's just the message of an organization filled with great people that want to help those in need. That's what you're all about, and that's that really what important. We're
1: about, you know, and I know gospel's in our name, and it's a scary thing for people to, you know, and people have questions. You definitely are not the first one to ask me that question, and I welcome that question. You know, I certainly understand people's questions and hesitations, you know, and we want truly— that there needs to be met. And if they so choose to uh, explore those, that void of spiritualness that they might have, then that's the place to do it as well. Um, but it's not mandatory.
0: Are there any upcoming events you'd like to talk about? Because I know Easter's on the way and you guys do uh, a big special event for the homeless and the impoverished. Tell us about that.
1: Yes, so uh, Gospel Rescue Mission has been serving in what we called street banquets for decades, um, and that is a food outreach uh, for holiday meals. And uh, so we do a big one in Thanksgiving, and our other big one is in Easter time. And so uh, so because of COVID, you know, it kind of changed our, you know, made us uh, pivot a little bit in that we were all doing drive-through services, right? Mm-hmm. So we started calling our events Blessings to Go events because it had a drive-through component. Um, so now post-COVID, We really want people to come and dine with us, but we realize that, uh, you know, we're in a different society now. Yes. So now uh, we have our Easter Blessings to Go event where it's come and dine with us. We have seating for about 500 or you can drive through, whatever you're more comfortable with. (laughs) Uh, So so we kind of done a hybrid event for the last couple events, and uh, it goes really well. You know, we serve thousands of meals on those days. And uh, it's more than food. You know, we'll give each each car or family a resource box. It has non-perishable food items, hygiene items, whatever we have that we can give away. Um, and also, uh, you know, the kids will get Easter baskets and... Um there's live music there and we make it really a festival environment. It's more than just a food outreach.
0: Well, it sounds like you don't just need to be homeless to attend this event.
1: No, absolutely. Gosh, we know, man. H- who can go to the grocery store and buy, you know, a couple dozen of eggs these days? <laughs> yeah. So, uh so people are strapped, you know. So, uh we want to be able to supplement, you know, and some people are making decisions, you know, do I do I uh pay utility bills or do I feed my kids today, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that is the hard truth. Um, so, we want to be able to, hey, come and uh, get a meal, get some supplement for your income uh, if you're a low income family. And uh, we certainly have needs, not just that day, but we do that all year long.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you need food donations? Uh,
1: we need monetary donations. Right. You know, it's easier for us to buy the food than okay. for people to bring the food. Of course, we take non-perishable food items all day long, but Mm -hmm. for you to go out and actually buy the foods and bring it to us, we probably get a better deal than you can on food because of the bulk bulk buying situation. Uh, So I would say, yeah, we need volunteers. We need uh, monetary donations so we can fix the thousand meals. We need, um, uh, actually, we collect in-kind donations all year long. You know, bring your clothing, your furniture, your household items, and that goes to low-income families absolutely free. We don't have a thrift store that that goes through. Oh, um, see,
0: that's big news right there. I think a lot of people are a bit wasteful, right? Right. We see how much stuff that you think you don't need, you just throw it away. There's a place you can bring it, and then that stuff's going to go to a family in need, and they don't have to buy it from a thrift store.
1: No, we're the only organization in town, I think, that does that. And um, and so we're giving out you know millions of dollars every year of in-kind goods back out to the community.
0: And just a reminder that uh, Arizona Gives Day is Tuesday, April fourth. So there's a lot of nonprofits to choose from. All right, why should people choose the Gospel Rescue Mission? Besides all the great facts she just spouted, <laughs>
1: <laughs> didn't you hear all the wonderful things? I know. Things? Hit
0: rewind. <laughs> uh, right. So,
1: um, so here's the thing: Tucson. There's so many great nonprofits in Tucson, and everybody has their favorite. So I would just say, man, if you're looking for an organization to give to, come down and visit us. You know, it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to come see for yourself the work that we're doing. We do tours three times a week. Oh, okay. Um, We do specialized group tours. And um, before you invest your money, come see what we do. You know, come see what we do. Uh, you can certainly get information on our website grmtucson.com, but please schedule a tour and come check us out, and then feel, and then you might be compelled to give. Um, but there's a lot of good nonprofits in town. If you have, uh, if your heart is is leading you in a way where you really want to impact and help the homeless in a way. Um, you know, there's a lot of good nonprofits that do that as well. But come check us out. I think that you would be uh, you'll be amazed at the work that we're doing.
0: I just want to see the space personally because it just I sounds know. amazing.
1: In our space, you know, I'm. It's very important that our space is beautiful. You know, this is their temporary home. We don't want it to just be a step above where they came from, you know, and a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of shelters have that mentality, mm-hmm. but it feels like a hotel. I mean, we have, we have people that we tour that are just like, when could I check in? Yeah. <laughs> we have a 2,500 square foot gym. We have a library. We have a full courtyard with a garden and outdoor seating. And it's just a playground for the kids. It's spectacular. So uh, so it's really a respite, you know, for those that are that are living maybe a life of crisis. You know, it gives them a chance to just finally just be able to think and get their thoughts together so that they can get have a better tomorrow.
0: And don't forget, they do the tax credit donations as well. You can always help out the Gospel Rescue Mission. Uh, give me some more of the social media stuff besides just the website. Where can people follow along, follow the stories and find more information?
1: Yeah, on all the socials, we're at, at @grm_tucson, and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. And uh, our social media team is not TikTokers, so we have yet to go on that. But uh, but all the big ones, you can find us Twitter. You can find us on there. So it's at grm tucson.
0: That's fantastic. Don't worry about it. If you're not dancing, TikTok, don't (laughs) need it. It's okay. They're giving you a lot of places to find them. Uh, The most important thing, how do people become new volunteers?
1: Yes. uh, we have Actually, we need 300 volunteers a week.
0: I'll think of that, folks. Think
1: of that. That's a lot of people behind the machine. Uh, So if you're interested in volunteering, we need your help. You can go to the website, hit the volunteer tab. And find out what you need uh, to know about our volunteer, the applications online. Um, They do set up a tour so you can actually come and see uh, what you're getting yourself into. Mm -hmm. And uh, then they'll place you in the right place to use your skills and your experience or uh, whatever you feel like uh, would be the most fulfilling for you to do. And we'll get you signed up.
0: To quantify that and make it sound even smaller, what's like the minimum amount of like a volunteer shift for someone? Because, again, everyone thinks they're so busy. But... It doesn't take more than a few hours to help change a bunch of lives all at once.
1: I'll brag on uh, a, far- a pharmacist that I know. So he's a pharmacist, right? He's busy. Um, so he volunteers uh, twice a month. Yeah. Comes for four hours.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, that's eight hours a month. You yeah. Know? And, um, but it's made such a huge difference in his life. Every time I go and pick up my dad's prescriptions, he's always going, Lisa, Let me tell you about me volunteering yesterday. It was amazing. And um, so as little as that, you know, but literally, if you want to come for a day a week, you know, a two-hour shift, a four-hour shift, we will customize a plan that not only makes it beneficial for you, but beneficial for uh, the people that we serve.
0: I don't know how it's come up almost every single episode of Lifestyle Tucson since I took over, but volunteering changed my life as well. I recommend that you volunteer. Remember, it's not always up to you. Don't try and reinvent the wheel or start something. Don't try and make your friends do things that you want to do. Go find friends that are doing the things that you want to do, because there's a lot of great organizations that are out here making a difference and being real heroes in our community, helping all of the people that really need it. People on the streets, people that don't have homes, but people that just need a hand because they can find their way out of that and into being an individual that's taking care of themselves with all the help that they're getting from all the fine folks at the Gospel Rescue Mission. So today, we made friends with Lisa Chastain, CEO of the Gospel Rescue Mission, helping save lives every day through hope, shelter, and transformation. Thanks so much for joining me, Lisa.
1: Thank you, Frank.
0: This was Lifestyle Tucson. Bing bong bing, time for a recap. Wasn't that a nice conversation that I got to have with Lisa? I really enjoyed that. Love, grace, dignity, and respect. That's fantastic. Those are some words to think about. Respect is a key word in my life. You got to think about your relationships and some of the people that you have in your lives and make sure that respect is a key part of that relationship. But let's do a little bit of a recap because we talked about the gospel rescue mission at GRM Tucson on all that social media and check out GRMTucson.com. Schedule a tour. Go check out that amazing facility. Their Easter blessings event is coming on up 500 seats. I don't know how many they got left, but it is a bit of a festival. Bring your family down and maybe perhaps get Easter blessings to go and a resource box if you need it. Or perhaps someone you know needs it, you can gift it to them. They're donating all the time and they need 300 volunteers weekly so if you can't donate your money donate your time and remember you can donate all the time and Donate lightly used items and household things because you don't just want to throw that away A lot of people sometimes are a bit wasteful and don't think about this stuff but You can recycle that stuff and give it to a family in need and then there's the tax credit that is just matched And it's just giving money to help children. So there's really not much to think about there uh, Arizona Gives Day is coming up. I forget what day I said it was. I think I said April 4th, but you can Bing it or binge it I haven't said it out loud nobody has but uh it actually starts March 14th so that is coming on up right February March yep there we are so March 14th this upcoming week Arizona gives day the giving period begins and the last day is April 4th so you can give to a local nonprofit that you care about and uh, I believe the Gospel Rescue Mission gave a, a good piece on why you should give to them. So it's a lot to think about. And I hope that I gave you the nudge because sometimes that's what we need when we have these annual events to remind us that, you know, we got to get that Valentine's Day card or, you know, tell mom you love her, but also give to people that need it. And that's what Arizona Gives Day is all. And that's why we want to thank our new friend, Lisa Chastain, CEO of the Gospel Rescue Mission. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. For more information about our program or to listen to something you may have missed, go to the Sunday Mornings page on klpx.com, kfma.com, mixfm.com, or espntucson.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes and wherever fine podcasts are donated. I'm your BFF Frank Powers. Toot toot Tucson. I love you the most.